the sound of the loud W. Most points in franchise history postseason horn. I'm your host, reigning champion, NBA Finals MVP, Chris Kowild. With me, as always, is 35 points in 24 minutes. Burbank, PG-13, Hank with an NC-17 game. What a relief, man. The Clippers got well. Listen, man, we got well against the Mavs, and they just had to take it. It was great. Oh, what a great win. Dude, the NBA is on notice. Oh, yeah. that W. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. I thought Pat Beverly woke the Kraken when he taunted Dame Dollar for missing back-to-back free throws. Yes. But I'll tell you, that overtime loss woke the Kraken that is the Los Angeles Clippers. Every single person on the squad contributed, including Montrez Harrell for three. I mean, oh, that three was fantastic. He put that three up and I couldn't believe it. We're, ju- we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's set the stage. Let's set the stage, Clippers fans. Clipper Nation was nervous and they had every right to be. Series tied two to two. You could argue that we, we lost a heartbreaker in the overtime, but we really did not have control of the series. People were sweating. People were freaking out. People were ragging on Paul George and Montrez Harrell. Trez had two points in game four. Paul George was 15, 16% from the three uh, in the previous three games. The Mavs were hungry. They hadn't won a playoff series since winning the chip. I don't know if you realize that, Chris. They have not won a playoff Mm. series since they won the chip. Mm -mm. And on top of all of this, 82% of game five winners in a tied two to two Seven-game series go on to win the series. The pressure was everywhere. But here's another fun little pregame stat for you. Kawhi Leonard in two to two game fives out of a seven-game series is nine and two. Yeah. Is nine and two. No, he's ten and two. Oh, no, excuse me. Two. He's ten and two. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Woo! He's ten and two, USOB, because he got another notch on his two-two belt. Oh my god. How it. good is Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard is hands down the greatest basketball player on planet Earth. Right now, in the NBA playoffs, he's the number two scorer, I believe, behind Donovan Mitchell. He is phenomenal. He's got the most points in Clipper playoff history since Bob McAdoo, for crying out Glavin. Kawhi Leonard putting up big numbers tonight, 32 points. But the story of the game is 35 points in 24 minutes. They're saying 25 minutes, but anyway, it was 24 and change. They rounded up those dogs. 35 points, and what I'm saying is 24 minutes for PG-13, who was triple X, NC-17. He was nasty tonight. He silenced all the doubters. After having two games where he literally missed 13 shots, PG-13, tonight he only missed six he only missed six of his attempts, 18 attempts, sank 12 of them. He's been perfect from the free throw uh, land, from the charity stripe. He's been perfect for the entire playoffs, but nobody was talking about that because he wasn't the GOAT greatest of all time. He was the man GOAT. He was the one that was costing them the game, which is very confusing, Hank. I'm going to go off topic real quick. But when you were growing up, the term GOAT meant that you were a real heel. I don't know when that switched. 
it hasn't fully switched. It still goes back and forth. People will still say he's the goat, and then they will say, "Oh, he was a real goat." It's very dis- see. It's I don't confusing. think a real goat. I think that I. I think people don't use goat as a negative anymore. I they think do. The pendulum has swung. No sir. To now that goat is Agree to greatest disagree. of all time. I've he's heard it. I've oh. literally heard it in the vernacular in the previous year. I for sure because every once in a while I think, oh, now it just means greatest of all time, and then somebody says, yeah, he was the goat. And they don't mean that. Yeah, but, but I but say the majority of people. If I sure. say, sure. If I say Paul George is the goat, they're going, "Oh, you're talking about Game Five, Paul George." Oh, you're yeah. not talking about. That's when they. That's what they think, and he was great. He was great, but everybody was great. Everybody contributed. What do I always say? Six guys in double digits, and we're going to win. I mean, how many guys did we have? In double digits, six. Thank you six. very much. Now, listen, I want to. I, I, and speaking of Paul George and the number six, it's very funny that number keeps kind of popping around here and how this game got started. The Mavs kind of took control a little early on, but Paul George showed us immediately that he was there. Business, business, business. He scored six quick points. He was the early points leader for the Clippers. He remained the points leader for the Clippers. And at one point in the first quarter, the Mavs took a timeout, and we were only down one point. We'd, but we'd gone on a run led by Paul George yeah. to like it, yeah. get rid of this lead and get within one. Several yeah. minutes later, the Mavs called another timeout, and the Clippers were up by 15 because Kawhi Leonard Golly. had gone because Kawhi Leonard had gone six for flipping six from the field. He was perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, yeah. Uh, and perfect at that point, we boy. were up 15, and it boy. just never stopped. 41 to 22 He's at the, the end best. of the first Kawhi Leonard quarter, not Clipper is quarter. the best. There is no debate. There is no argument. There is no, well, if you think about shut up, Kawhi Leonard is the best by far. The Clippers now have won decisively. I mean, I mean, you can't even call the other decisive wins decisive wins compared to tonight's decisive win my no. goodness no we and de- put and defense. our foot on their throat and we finished them up after one clippers clippers up after two clippers up after three w and i was saying this while the clippers were down two to eight i was feeling good i knew we were gonna do good i started the game on TNT, and I go, no, 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 no. Let's flip it over to Brian Seaman and Chauncey Billups, who put on a clinic on how to call a local game tonight. Oh, they were great. So I watched every moment yeah. of Seaman and Chauncey's Same. broadcast. And literally, from the tip-off, I kept saying this the entire game. Clips up after one. Clips up after two. Clips up after three. W. I said it the entire game. Clips up after one. Clips up after two. Clips up after three. W. And then after the first quarter, I said, clips up after two, clips up after three, W. And then after the second quarter, I said, clips up after three. Oh my gosh, we w. get it. I Please just don't kept do this for every quarter. Saying it. <laughs> I Look, kept man, you're talking saying about, you're it. You're talking it was about my the mantra. first quarter. We, our defense was so nice tonight. You are talking about a Dallas Mavericks team that is a historic NBA team with regards oh, to the offensive most efficient efficiency. And ever. listen to this. Listen to this stat. At the end of the first yes, quarter. I will listen to it. At the end of the first quarter, the, we had only <sighs> shot four more shots than them, and we had made right. twice as many buckets. They went oh, eight. Golly, they went gee. eight for 20, and we went 16 for 24, and that is the story of the game. P.S. We also 
almost tripled their rebounds in the first quarter. And the second, listen, the second quarter, I started to get a little nervous purvis. Okay, it started a little oh, rocky. I did. There were several, oh, several. You needed my mantra. Will you hear me out? You needed my mantra. Please don't do your mantra again. I'm trying to make a point. There were several turnovers, but then Paul George, <laughs> yeah. our much maligned yeah. and slandered number two, Paul George drives the lane for a layup, and then why don't you tell them what Montrezl Harrell did on both ends of the court in the very next play? Oh, my God. Montrez Harrell with the block underneath. Catches his own block. Goes coast to coast with taters and toast. Counted in the foul. Three the hard way. It was the greatest play of the entire series in my eyes because it was the reawakening of Montrez Harrell. That blocked shot. And to not knock it out of the stands, which, by the way, is what you want to do. You want to block it with authority into, like, row 12. He blocked it, caught his own block, literally dribbled down the length, all 94 fiat, 90 quattro fiat, into traffic, and then makes the lay-in count it and the foul in heavy Dallas traffic. Oh, man. Oh, me. Oh, me. Oh, my. Oh, sweet Joe. With all our natural children. I love you so much, sweet Joe. <laughs> you dummy. Uh, listen, man, the second quarter just went our way. That was really where we ran away with it. We're the a whole third game quarter went our team. Way. We're a third quarter team, but second quarter, man, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George combined for 40 points. We held them to 43% shooting on the half. We had a 24-point lead going into the half. Uh, and guys like guys like uh, Marcus Morris Sr., you know, he had made three of four from the three-point line and then turned around and got in Luka's face and got him all fired up and nudged him right at the free-throw line. I, I feel like Marcus Morris is a guy for us. He went plus 25 on the game, by the way, uh, in the plus-minus. Um, but, man— his oh, eventual, everybody was plus, his my eventual, Everyone on the Clippers team was plus. Oh, yeah. But but his eventual um, line, Marcus Morris, his eventual line didn't really show like what a factor he was. I love him. I love his hustle. Um, and I love him he as the instigator. He got double digits, man. I know. He got double digits, 12 points, six rebounds, four assists, one steal. He is the real deal, like Doc says about Pat Beverly. Marcus Morris had three personal fouls, and he earns every one of the fouls that he gives, and he makes you feel it. We really just psychologically and then quite physically beat them up tonight. We we kicked them out of the gym one at a time, starting with the coach. Oh, yeah. He got, he got thrown out. And in the third quarter, let's not forget, just to show the slump that Paul George just came out of, Paul George – um, mm. had as many buckets by the early in the third quarter as he had had in all of the previous three games combined. His 10 oh, buckets stop. over in three games. In the last three games. Come yeah. on, he had, he had 27 points in the first game, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, said, like I said the previous. He had, he had a said, good game one. I said the previous three games. Yes, all three of the previous games combined. You're absolutely right. Yeah. God, he was garbage games two through four. But guess what? It's okay, and wouldn't you rather him get in a slump round one versus the seven seed? I mean, in hindsight. Obviously, look, look, we can still finally do what Doc, Rick, Doc Rivers has never done with the Clippers and finally win a playoff series in under seven. Oh, you want that Kawhi real badly. Leonard, 
I, 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 I want don't it so care badly. about that. I, I want don't care it about that desperately. Stat. I just want to win. I don't want to go to seven. I can't handle it. I don't want to go to seven. I can't, I can't handle, handle seven. I, uh, we're, I, I, look, what can they do? They can get hot from three, and that's about it. We are the better inside-out team. We're the better team. We certainly proved it tonight. We proved it in game one. We proved it in game three. Game four literally could have been either team's W. I mean, we were winning in overtime. Got that beautiful Marcus Morris education reform senior three, corner three off to take a lead with three seconds left or five seconds left or whatever it was. And then Luca had that game winner. But that was a that was a either or. That This game could go either way. That was a very evenly matched game. We have decisively beat them three games. They have decisively beat us one. We are the better team. And now if you go back just the, the entire season, and I don't, you know, there, there was that thing where we had won eight in a row or something. Look, we went 3-0 and on the regular season, including a bubble W, and now we're 3-2. So what is that? We're 6-2 and versus this exact team. We are the superior team. We shut them down. We shut them out. We move on. Whatever it is, I don't even know what day it is because I'm so deliriously happy after that Clipper home playoff blowout W. Those my that's my favorite kind of Clipper W. Is a Clipper home blowout W? Clipper home playoff blowout W. I love it. Well, you love bubble basketball, and could we call a bubble W a bubble U? Can we make our word? We haven't done Absolutely. a word combo in a while. Beautiful so bubble, bubble U. U. That was, um, a, that was you know what, man, we, the most impressive bubble U of the playoffs out of any team. We rocked if you, them. If you ask man. me, we, I'm going to keep coming back to it. We rocked them on defense, and I felt like, you know, when you have a game, the way that Luca has played in this series, and the way he has laughed and giggled as he ran up and down the court and gesticulated, and with his with his whiny crybaby histrionics. Oh, dude, it reminded um, it me to turn on Siemens broadcast because TNT was like the Luca Doncic channel. I was like, what the hell am I watching? Why is this so Luka Doncic, like, just heavy? All the footage, all the clips going into – I'm like, Kawhi Leonard is playing. The NBA Finals MVP is about to play, and all this is Luka Doncic footage. And that's why I was like, oh, I'm watching TNT like a schmuck. I got to put on the home broadcast. Yeah, dude, I agree. And by the way, I'm dropping a lot of dudes, dude, because I'm here at the bitch and the Clippers. Yeah, man, you told, me to, you told me to chill out on the dudes, and you're duding a lot, dude. No, now, listen. I said we collectively, dude. I said we collectively need to chill on the dudes, dude. Well, let me make but my look, point, dude. and you can stop on the dudes for a second. Um, we came okay, in so on, strong on defense. We had Luca rattled. We shook his confidence. I had friends texting me saying, oh, you can tell Luca's hurt. I personally think he was playing up the injury because he was embarrassed. I think we were two minutes into the third quarter, and they were down by 30. And Luca got, got so shook that his shoe fell off. I think it was a very embarrassing <laughs> game. I think it was a very embarrassing game for him. The the in the third well, he quarter, absolutely wait, loved wait. every single drop of attention that he got in the past forty eight hours. Yes, of course he did. Of course yes. he did. And the Mavericks got really frustrated. Remember, there was the flagrant on PG, and then right away after that, Kleba clobbered PG. Like they like it much better when PG was stumbling, and when PG started to have a, a hot game, they barely, very nearly hit him with two flagrant fouls in a row. Um, and, and listen, we were playing good, hard defense. There was a moment in the third quarter where Paul George had uh, th uh, four fouls and Marcus Morris Sr. had three fouls. And I was like, oh, 
Like, I know we're very oh, far ahead, but we got it. This is basically three point basketball, and these guys can get hot. They ran up the score on us. Maybe there was still a chance they could you, come you, back in the you, game. Who you th- like, if um, we were playing, the only thing that would have made me nervous is if the Clippers squad from last season, who was. Who was playing the Warriors? All of a sudden, suited up for the Mavericks, and I was like, "Uh oh, we're only up what? We're only up thirty. We got we got to distance ourselves from these guys." I never, I mean, look, I never doubted tonight at all. I was not worried in the second quarter at all, and I know Montrez obviously helped squelch and squash any kind of minute momentum that was building for Dallas, but we we owned them from the end of the first quarter when it was forty-one to twenty-two. And then we were, look, yes, we were only plus five in the second quarter. We were only plus one in the third quarter. But it didn't matter because by that point, we're already up in the 20s. And then we just, of course, just crushed them in the fourth, 43 to 25. Look, I never doubted that. I was never scurred. I got scurred in this series when it was 2-2. And I was like, are you kidding? And Paul George all of a sudden has the has the yits or whatever it's called when you can't even throw the baseball anymore and you got to go see a psychiatrist. I was like, oh my God, what happened to Paul George? Is Damian Lillard playing better against the Clippers in the playoffs than he is in the actual series that he's in versus the Lakers? And I hate to see that he's out because now the L word's going to stomp on through. By the way, if I can just dip my toes in what the heck is going on in the NBA playoffs in the Western Conference it's real interesting right now between OKC Thunder and Denver Nuggets and Utah Jazz and Houston Rockets. Very interesting. And everyone thought Clippers Mavericks was very interesting until tonight. It's not interesting anymore. Clippers and six, not up for debate. It's a done deal. Well, it's pretty exciting to see because we blew them out so hard because Paul George sat with his 35 points when we had 130 points in the game with seven minutes left in the game. And by the way, let's remember this, Clippers fans. 35 points is a really nice game total. It's even nicer when you barely play 25 minutes. Like The commentators were Literally. saying 24 minutes. The stat line says 25. It was barely 25. They probably rounded up. But when you get 35 points on 25 minutes of play and you sit halfway through the fourth quarter, you've had a hot game. And as a result of it, Mm -hmm. that gave us time to work Montrez out because then Montrez ended up double doubling back. He double doubled and hit a three. And um, he, he was amazing. He got a block for the love of Pete. You know, he looked really strong out there. And 19 points for Montrez is a really nice line. That's a very nice point. You know what I love? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Montrez Harrell leading all rebounders with 11. Oh, yeah. Sweet, sweet Los Angeles Clippers, but also leading all rebounders for the match. He led everyone on the Mavs. He led everyone on the Clips. He had 11 rebounds. We haven't really seen a dominant rebounding performance yet until tonight. Montrez Harrell, 11 rebounds. Montrez Harrell, 
was back tonight. We needed him to come back. This was the first time we saw Montrez play Montrez ball in the bubble. We obviously know that he hadn't played at all until the NBA playoffs. He hadn't played professional basketball in like six months. And then he starts in the NBA playoffs versus Luka Doncic, who I thought, and, and, I, and I know he is great. He's a special player. But tonight he also showed his stripes because at the end of the day, he got whooped. He got manhandled. And, yeah, he's going to be great. And, yeah, he is great. But last night the Clippers showed him who's great. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, your Los Angeles Clippers. It was such a beautiful, needed W. I'm going to talk about the six guys in double digits. I'm going to talk about Reggie Jackson, beautiful comeback game. Looked beautiful out there. A scary moment for him when he got oh, punched yeah. in the head, which was yeah. clearly accidental. Yeah. They had to bring him out of the they had to take him to the locker room. Obviously, they're doing the concussion protocols on him. It was so great that he came back and he actually played quite brilliantly. He got double digits, eleven points. He was a plus twenty one. I mean, everybody was plus. Um he had, you know, the the assists that he needed with five. I, I liked him. He got rebounds three. He was three for four. From three-point land, that's 75% from three-point land. Reggie Jackson was nasty tonight. Montres Harrell, we already mentioned him with his 19-11 and 11 line. Fantastic. But Landry Shamit looking good with 11 points. Three for three from three. That's perfecto, mon ami. Three for three from three. It was three for four from his field goal percentage. Those three that he made were all three-pointers. The other two obviously made it the line. Marcus Morris Sr., we talked about him earlier. He had a dozen points. And then the big guys, the big two combined for 67. Holy cow. Paul George, 35 and 25. And then Kawhi Leonard, your best basketball player on planet Earth with 32 points, seven rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block. He's the best player in the bubble. I cannot wait for this run. I mean – you saw social media. You couldn't avoid it. They People counted us out. Yeah. Clipper Nation was having an existential crisis yep. because it was tied two to two. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? Oh, I never doubted we would win this game. I never doubted coming into the game we were going to win it. I didn't think it was going to be a blowout. I never would have called that. And not only is it a blowout, it's a franchise record in the playoffs for point differentials. Like at 40 oh, points so it was, and we ended up beating them by 43 points. That is a franchise record for point differential in a playoff game. Uh, and look, man, we— Top we, listen, three highest NBA points in playoff history by a team. Us. But well, yeah, dude, people were losing no, no, their minds that, on Twitter. And I know that's what they do on Twitter is they lose their minds and they act irrationally. But we were just down—we we weren't even down. We've never been down. We were up 1-0, and then it was tied 1-1. We were up 2-1. Then they beat us in overtime, 2-2, where we had an epic Lou game. And now we're up 3-2. I, I think the pattern stops, P.S. I don't see a 1-0, 1-1, 2-1, 2-2, 3-2, No, 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 no. We win in six, and then everybody can eat their tweets. And I'm going to go back. I should have bookmarked all the nonsense, but I will go back. I got time on my hands, folks, and I'm weird. I'm going back. And I'm checking the tweets for the people who clocked us out in round one when it's 2-2. Kawhi needed seven to beat the swept 76ers. He needed seven in round two. That's the only round he needed seven to get it done, but he needed seven back then. 
Hopefully, we don't have to go seven in any of these rounds, and certainly we don't have to go in seven starting with Tuesday's game, which, you know, Wednesday's game, excuse me. What, what the hell day is it? Today's is Tuesday, Tuesday. The next game is on Thursday, and Thursday's there won't be a game on game. Saturday. <laughs> and there will not be a game on Thursday's Saturday. Game. Jeez Louise. <laughs> now, listen, I want to say something. I want to say something because because there was a really interesting moment in the Seaman, uh, the broadcast, where he asked Chauncey yeah. Billups in the middle of Paul George having this great shooting run and them sort of saying, like, okay, it looks like he's shaking it off. And Seams asked Chauncey, um, NBA champion, MVP, finals MVP, is one sure. game enough to break a shooting slump? And Chauncey Billups said, oh, absolutely it is. And I want to oh, point fantastic. out, I'm not talking about Paul George. Landry Shamit went three for three from three. Pat Patterson, mm-hmm. Pat Patterson walked into the court after sitting on his butt for almost the entire oh, game. Finally, we're and talking drained about For the entire series. And drained. Sitting on his butt for the entire series. And drained. I think that was the first time we saw him. And drained. Three for three. Three for three. Roddy Magruder walked out and hit two for three. Uh, and Amir Coffey came out, and he got three assists. And I want to point out that two of those assists led to three-point shots. We had some guys, and let's and, and, and throw onto the pile who someone we've already talked about, Montrez Harrell. So I would actually argue that the only player that we have come to depend on and love, um, depend on is really where it ends, who didn't have a stellar, incredible game is Jermichael Green, and he, but he didn't get a lot of shots, guys. He only had one oh my shot. God. But, but also, Hank, 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 Hank. You're talking and about five a guy. Fouls. And he had five fouls. Jermichael Green. You're talking about a guy in Jermichael Green that is literally – arguably at best your sixth scoring option you know what i mean so well, we don't i know we but lean on zero, i'm telling you we zero, lean on lou montrez Kawhi, I know that. Paul george i know and that then we know marcus morris is good for double digits and then jamichael green is on that list of with all due respect to the great j mike he's on that second tier yes and so yes jamichael was yes. the only guy who didn't have any points him and terrence man were the only guys who did not score right, but i'm making but very a point. rarely are you going to actually have right. a g- absolutely i love your point i no, thought no I you don't know my point you building it up you don't know my point because you're not letting I me thought, make my point he was i body- thought what you're about to say building up to it was that lou williams had an off night but go on make your point not at all I was going to say what I loved from Jermichael Green was that he was getting there in the paint and bodying up these big bodies. He was in there covering Boban. Oh, absolutely. And he, put, he walked away with five personal fouls, but his contribution was on the defensive end of the court, and I loved him doing it. He looked frustrated. Who wouldn't? Uh, going up against the seven foot 11 <laughs> Boban. Um, sure. But I thought everybody got well versus the Mavs. Um, we shot 60. Jermichael Green earned those five fouls, like Doc says. He earned every one of them. Oh, yeah. We shot 63%. We basically shot around 63% field goals and from three. The Mavs shot. How about how about the moment when Kawhi Leonard literally just took the ball out of whatever the hell his name is, Boban Marjanovic's massive hand? Do you remember that moment where Boban gets oh, a yeah. gets a pass – he turns around and Kawhi's right there with his like second biggest hand in the NBA, <laughs> and he just literally takes the ball out of Bulban's hand. That is literally when I started crying tears of joy. 
it's got to be so emotionally draining for these guys in this very unique bubble playoff situation. I, I, I have to silence anyone who wants to put an asterisk on whoever wins the championship. And I know I've got a lot of skin in the game. I just think the basketball competition is a new level because of this bubble. There is no distraction. There is no baby mama drama. You can turn your phone off. There's no crowd distraction. There's no nonsense. It's just basketball. I think this is phenomenal basketball. I never watch other games in the playoffs. And whenever the Clippers do eventually get knocked out in the past, in the past the Clippers always got knocked out, sadly. I literally would not watch playoff basketball until maybe the finals, unless it just happened to be on. I was a very casual NBA fan. But now, because of bubble basketball, I'm watching the hell out of these playoff basketball games. I'm loving every minute of it. And I say, a pox on your asterisk. Curse your asterisk. That's a hater's asterisk. There's a far more bigger asterisk. My son was very curious tonight. He goes, what was the lowest scoring game in NBA history, Dad? So we asked my assistant, who I I really should have given her the night off. But anyway, I said, Alexa, what was the lowest scoring NBA game in NBA history? The Fort Wayne Pistons beat the Minneapolis Lakers 19 to 18, Hank. Night, you want to asterisk an NBA champion? Asterisk whatever, whoever won that year when teams won games 19 to 18. Screw your asterisk is what I say. And also those strike-shortened seasons where they only played like 50 games as opposed to 72 games, which was this season, or the usual 82 games. Screw all your asterisks. This is great. NBA high-level, next-level competition basketball, and the best team will be the last team standing and truly will be the greatest team on planet Earth. And by God, I hope it's our Los Angeles Clippers, Hank. I hope so, too. And I think if we can keep doing what we did tonight and hold a team like the Mavs to 32% three-point shooting and 44% field goals while we're shooting closer to 63% on both stat lines, we'll do that Mm. very well. You know, everybody was shooting very hot um, it was pretty fun to watch Terrence Mann come in and body up Boban. Like, he literally was defending Loban and, uh, Boban in the low post, which was a real blast. <laughs> it was great It was great to see, you know, he, and he's definitely a kid, right? There's no doubt watching Terrence sure. Mann play. Everyone who's been yelling, myself too, I've been like, what about Terrence Mann? Well, I hope you watched, no, 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 no. I hope you watched him tonight, Clippers fans, because for how much I yeah, also love... For how much I also love Terrence Mann, he's not ready. He looks like a college no. kid playing against pros, and that's because that's what he is. But he's running into mm-hmm. traps. He's losing the ball. He's getting the ball taken away Two from him. Two turnovers. But you know what? This is how a guy like this gets playoff experience so that when we need him, he is Absolutely. ready. It's, it's, a, it's great, and it's great to be up so much with seven points in the game. It's even better to get well against the baby crybaby Mavs. <laughs> Oh, the babies. Oh, bunch yeah, they're of babies. a bunch of babies. I did not like how all of a sudden TNT became Luka Doncic vision. I don't like it. I don't like it. Kawhi Leonard's a, a, a true NBA bona fide superstar. And yes, Luka Doncic is tomorrow's superstar today, but don't sleep on my man Kawhi Leonard. And I can't wait to tune into pregame TNT so that I can see them giving the love to the Clippers that needs to be given, then I will flip over and let Brian Seaman and Chauncey Billups talk me through my first ever 
Doc Rivers Clippers less than seven playoff series win. And I do think the Kraken has been awoken. I think that overtime game woke the Kraken. It knocked Paul George senseless. It knocked Montrez Harrell. It scared them all straight. And they woke up and they played with a fire in their bellies. I cannot wait for game six on what Burbank Hank is telling me is Thursday. He's telling me tonight is Tuesday. He's saying I have to get through Wednesday. My sources, Alexa, is that true? Yes, master. It's correct. So Thursday night, here we go, Clippers and six. Can we please talk about what's going on? Because I thought for sure all of a sudden Utah Jazz are going to knock out the Denver Nuggets because it looked that way earlier today. But Denver Nuggets came back, kind of making it a series three to two. You think, do you think that the Utah Jazz are going to beat Denver in these next couple games? Or do you think Denver is going to do what they are supposed to do and beat the sixth seed? What do you think, Hank? I think if you want to turn this into Denver Jazz Nuggets cast and talk about your opinions on that series, you can. But all I've been doing is tracking this series and everything about it. So you go ahead and talk. I'll listen to what you have to say about it. All I care about is my sweet, sweet Clippers. I defer the question to yourself. What do you what think is going to happen? What I, what I want to happen desperately is that Denver wins game six. It's all knotted up. It goes to seven. Yeah. And then who who gives a crap who wins, honestly? Yeah. Because they went to seven and we beat them in six. Because I really want the Clippers to have that extra couple of days of rest so that we can get Pat Beverly healthy by round two. I, it just seems to me that they could use him, but they are deftly choosing wisely not to. Doc has been thrown completely under the bus a couple days ago, yesterday, earlier today. There's no way the Doc haters can say anything. They're all just silenced right now. I mean, Doc coached a hell of a ball game. He made adjustments. He didn't make crazy adjustments like you and I were texting each other today before the game where I said, why not start Lou Williams as point guard? He's your highest scoring point guard. He's your guy giving you the most assists. Why not go with him out of the backcourt? I was wrong. He stuck with his Landry Shamit starter. He brought Lou Will off the bench. Everything worked brilliantly and perfectly. I'm glad that Doc got this W. Because I don't mean to be a naysayer or a devil's advocate. Doc Rivers, say he loses tonight and they're down 2-3, then all of a sudden you're going to hear the actual media say, Doc's job is on the line here, folks. We win game six. We never even question Doc ever again. And certainly, look, if we get out of round two and go into the Western Conference Finals, something the organization has never, ever, 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 ever done, Doc Rivers, lock it in next season, win, lose, or draw. So I love this win for Doc. I love this win for the team, but mostly Clipper Nation. I love this win for the fans because we got scurred after that overtime loss. And you know you're only getting clip casts after playoff Clipper W's. So you're sitting there going, golly, do I really have to wait 48 hours for the dulcet tones of Burbank Hank? But don't worry, friends. We turned it around, and we won a slobber knocker, and you get to hear from Burbank Hank. Well, we did make some really nice defensive adjustments. That is definitely true. The way that we were covering Luka looked different. Uh, the switches were working, and... Uh, we got him trapped a couple of times early on, got him frustrated. Uh, but let me just say this. Like I said early on that there is that stat you always hear about. It's a standard stat that whoever wins game five in a seven-game series that's tied two to two 
82% of the time goes on to win, but it's not 100% of the time they go on to win. I wouldn't have thought that if we lost this game, it was all over. Um, that was not my concern. I wasn't thinking, oh, that'll be it. That'll be it. Oh, we'll be done. But I feel much better having won it <laughs> than if we lost it. That's for darn sure. You better believe it. Oh, absolutely. Did you, did you, I mean, weren't you, were you savvy to any of the social media? Oh, all of it. All of it. Meltdowns that were happening? All of okay, it. good. All of it. All the freakouts, all of it. And people, and, and then when Doc said, Doc had a pregame quote where he said, we just got to get Paul George more, more shots. Oh, that's when people really lost their mind. More <laughs> shots, more shots. Like, come on, people. Right. This is how you get out of a slump. I just, and by the way, that's how shooters get out of slumps. Lou Williams. Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford are two sixth man superstars. Both got into shooting slumps mm -hmm. in their course as Clippers. Um, and the many only thing times, I would say to remember, we said this when you were like, Lou Williams should start. I feel like we tried that last season or season before. And the problem when you have oh, we've a, had to because you have of a, injuries before. When you have a yes. great sixth man and you put him in your starting lineup, then, then he is your offensive driver for the second unit. And then you don't have that. But I think sure. you're right. I think that Patrick Beverly probably could have played. Um, and I probably it's probably a situation where Doc could see that if our shots had been falling, I know that seems like very soft basketball analysis, but the real truth, the real analysis for us was we needed to defend Luca and keep him out by the three because statistically he doesn't shoot as well from the three as when he drives the lane and is such a magician getting around defenders. And we needed to make our shots. We needed to make Paul George needed to make more than 10 shots over three games. And tonight he did it. Yeah, he did. Before the before we were deep in the third quarter, he had made his 10 shots. So um, I think it's and exciting to see from here on out coaching. That's yeah. Coaching from Doc Rivers. It's coaching. He said, we got to get him more clean looks. He didn't yeah. say, oh, you're missing. All right. Hit the pine. Ride the bench. And by the way, in my little you know, fan coach scenario. I still had Paul George as the starting five. I just was like, all right, we need to do something different so we guarantee this W. My fan coach starting five, as I shared with you and I'll share with our listeners, was the same starting five you saw tonight with one change. Ivica Zubac's center, right? Power forward, Marcus Morris Sr., uh, small forward, Kawhi Leonard, shooting guard, Paul George, and then I wanted point guard to be Lou Williams. That was what you saw, swap in Shamit, which was the change that Doc made on the fly during this series because Reggie Jackson became a huge issue filling in for Pat Beverly. So I, I thought, like that Doc kept his chemistry going. And yes, you you for sure don't listen to dumb idiot me and screw with that sweet, sweet Lou and Montrez coming in together off the bench, which has worked for us so consistently for the past multiple seasons. So thank God Doc Rivers doesn't listen to the haters. He did a wonderful job coaching, and he got the W. We're looking at a potential win in six on Thursday night. I believe the game is again at 6 o'clock, and hopefully we get that W and we clip cast after. Look, we want another slobber knocker blowout W, obviously. Dallas is going to be a little bit better prepared, you would think, based on tonight's performance. But I don't know, man. We shook Doncich. We put bodies on him. We got physical with him. You were saying he like leaned into his limbo. See, I'm hurt. Remember I was hurt? I, I, we may have cracked the Doncich shell for this particular bubble. We may just send him back to... Uh, 
not sure where he's from. You don't know where he's from, and neither do I. He's headed there. Uh, But I'll I'll also say this about Carl George and and Doc's coaching. Um, We were texting to each other nonstop during game four. Why is Paul George not going for layups and little 13 to 17 foot mid range shots? Why is he keep? And he just kept shooting the three. And I want to say he went what one of seven or missing. O of and eight. Missing the three, yeah. You know he what? He was I'm... one of seven. I think you're right. And, and so, and so that was the other thing with Paul George. Like, yeah, he hit a couple of threes in there to get started. He ended up fifty percent from three, which is obviously great. Uh, but he also was driving the lane and making these layups and making these little popped up shots in the mid range. And I, I, you, you knew I think... right away that he was back. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right away, hundred percent. 100%. And, and also, they they they, made, they drew up their first play for him to get him going, and it worked. Yeah, it felt so good to see he was doing his slinky, sexy Paul George butter moves. It was so good to have him back. And once you wake the beast, the beast is woke. He he's good to go. So I cannot wait for Game Six on Thursday. And my God, I hope I hear your voice Thursday night after that W. Hey? Oh yeah, well, you're gonna hear it because we're gonna win. But you know, it, it's interesting. Ka- Kawhi Leonard, they say. So- they say that the game has changed and it's all dunks and threes. It's all like high percentage shots in the low post and threes, and especially threes, by the way. And yet you constantly hear commentators talking about Kawhi Leonard being so clutch in these mid-range shots. He went 12 of right. 19. He got 32 points. And of his 19 shots, oh. only four of them were threes. So, you know, oh, yeah. somehow he is heralded as one of the best players in the league. But what he's known for our mid-range shots. I mean, I mean, keep in mind also he, right. you know, he got six points off of, uh, off of free throws. But, but nonetheless, like, sure, there's nothing wrong with the He's mid-range a shot. Guy for and sure. so Absolutely. I wish he's I, the king of the mid-range. I wish when these guys got cold from three, they, you know, or like we we saw this in some of these losses for us in this series already, where we were only down like eight or nine points. And there was a whole quarter left, and we're hoisting up threes like it's the final seconds. I think there's something to be said, and maybe it is coaching, for trying to get ball movement and get it inside and get some shots with our bigs. We match up great against the Mavs with our bigs, especially when Zoo is on the court and it's and Boban is off the court, right? Especially when it's that situation. And, and I loved this game plan tonight, and then we got a chance for our three-pointer three-point shooters to eat and oh they pulled up to the table and tucked those napkins into their blouses and they ate oh they oh. killed it from three 63 percent their, gen- their gentlemen's blouses Woo! 63 percent they tucked their napkins into their gentlemen's blouses that's right oh, they just heard you say my i am imagining that the game I'm, plan listen to me it's one thing to have a good game plan moving into a game but it's another thing entirely to have it executed perfectly yeah which is what i'm hoping will happen for this joke that i have okay so hank when you win the super bowl and you're the mvp of the super bowl they say hank you just won the super bowl what are you going to do now and what do you say I'm going to Disney World. All right, now, <laughs> you tell me. I just won the NBA championship. I'm the NBA MVP. You asked me. You asked me the question, Hank. Where are you going to go? The f*** out of Disney World. Oh, I'm man. getting the edit. out of oh. Disney World. <laughs> it's 42 minutes and 45 seconds into our recording if you need to uh I'll tell you where I'm not going. Edit. Is Disney World for one more moment? I am sick of this place. I I swear <laughs> to God, I don't. I'm not going on Space Mountain ever again. I would ever. 
I still would I'm go. I'm sick of it. I wish I could live there. That's the my dream as a kid. Pirates of the Caribbean, those robot lushes. No, thank you. That is a hard pass on Mr. Toad's wild ride. I've had enough, sir. But I am out of here. I'm going to Universal Studios Hollywood. My dream. I'm going to Universal Studios. No, you're killing my dream. Oh, I'm going to Knott's Berry Farms. When I was I a hated kid. here. All I wanted was to live in the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, which now, of course, is the Tarzan animated movie Treehouse. But I was Tarzan. a kid. We walked after through Tarzan. That, we walked through that Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, and all I could think was, oh, I would love to live here. It would be so awesome. Oh, in Disneyland. It's great. All I, I wanted to do was jump off the the pirate uh, of the Caribbean ride and live in that little pirate cove. That's all I wanted with all that gold and all the booze and all the buxom dames they had in the so old school Pirates gold. of the Caribbean ride. Crazy gold. <laughs> I loved it. Yep. Pretty great. I hear you, but these NBA players want to get the hell out. And good news, Dallas. You're only 48 hours away from getting kicked out of Disney World. Good riddance. Oh, boy. Come on, Enjoy Epcot. Peppers. Big win. It felt really good. I'm very happy for Clipper Nation. It was pretty great to go on all the social medias and see all of the Clippers fans posting. Where is everybody? Where's all the comments? Where's all the haters? Because you just know that every Clippers fan has been getting dragged on social media and just been having to suffer through it. Oh, because we were tied. We were tied too, too. Me, 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 me. Not now. You got to give yourself a pat on the back if you were the voice of reason during any of this, especially for our longtime Clipper fans who are like, it's 2-2, guys. Relax. If it was three, if we were down one to three, my God, the sky would be falling. The sky would be crashing down among us. But it's not. It was 2-2, a game that easily could have gone our way where we could literally have just finished them tonight. But it didn't go our way, and that's what happens in overtime games. And here we are with our foot on the gas, going the right direction with everybody clicking finally. And and tonight we got our first glimpse in the playoffs at least of what this team can actually be when it's all clicking and everyone saw it. Every team is now, oh god, I don't want to face those guys and I'm very interested to see what happens with this Utah-Denver series. Obviously, all they want to do is beat each other and play. Uh Uh-oh, watch out. We're going to lose because whoever's next, the Clippers are going to beat. I'm hoping, Hank, that we woke the sleeping Kraken, and the Kraken is here, and we're just going to be cracking heads and cracking necks all the way to Larry O.B. Town for that virtual parade that I want so desperately. I I think tonight was game one for the championship Clippers. There you go. Well, look, man, I, I think that we we saw some really great things tonight. You have to remember that this team, this season, has only played team. 13 games together. We've only played 13 this games season. together, I mean, buddy. We played eight. And they, but, but, dude, that, they, Pat Beverly's not even there. So, like, it's not, it's not even like, oh, tonight was 14. We still, like, we still are at that number 13 without Pat. Yeah, but my point is they're starting to click. Now, live by the three, die by the three. But our threes, I'd have to go back and check the play-by-play of the game. But if I'm looking at at these three, man, when you figure that Pat Patterson came in and drained three, Rodney Bagruner came in and drained two, I have to think we didn't hang our hat on threes tonight. We just played great defense, kept the ball moving, and scored. And Paul George, with his 35 points, was a huge part of that. I don't think he pulled a lot of points from a lot of other guys. I really don't. No, he didn't. 
And I, when Montrez Harrell makes the three, you know you win in that game. Pete. That was I jumped up and down. I jumped for joy and ran around like an idiot when he hit that three. He had to, by the way. The the shot clock was waning down. For some reason, Dallas left him wide open from three-point land. <laughs> that was the most um, – I mean, Montrez, those, that, when he blocked the shot, caught his own block, ran the entire length of the court, and got three the hard way, th- that was my happiest moment until then he actually scored three the three-way. <laughs> I mean, those are my two highest moments of that game. And then, obviously, of course, every time Kawhi Leonard dunks the ball – I just love my life. And Clipper Nation, you should love your life, too, because we are cooking and we are good looking. And here we come, whoever's next. And I love that they're not just sitting there waiting for us. I love that that's actually a series now. I love that that series could go to seven hours before our series comes to an end. I cannot wait for Thursday. Tomorrow or today, Wednesday, is going to be the longest day of my life. And what I recommend you to do, Clipper Nation— Re-listen to the show multiple times. Oh, you have Five to. Five stars. You get on the to. iTunes. <laughs> Subscribe. Rate us. Uh, tell, tell your wife or husband you're going to leave them unless you listen to Clipcast or subscribe or call your mother and say, Mom, you got to listen to Clipcast. Otherwise, I'm not coming home for Thanksgiving. You got to make these hard choices, Clipper Nation. Yeah, now listen, Clipper Nation, Tonight I want to give you a celebration. stat. I want to give you a stat to take with you to social media. Okay? Last game. Last game. Montrez Harrell and Paul George combined for 11 points. And tonight, oh, game four. Tonight, yeah, game five. They combined for 54 points. So you just tell oh, all those haters to put that in their God. pipe and smoke it, which you can do legally because we live in California. 54 points for Montrez and PG combined versus what was game four's tally? Uh, it was two points for Montrez, and wasn't it nine for Paul George? Didn't he go like 14 points, then 11 points, then nine points over the last three games? That's off the top of my head. Oh, my God. But it certainly wasn't. Oh, my God. They they tripled their point totals and then some, no matter what it was. So Wow. So, meh. so there you have it. And Montrez is the heart, is a heart of our team who is gone with serious personal tragedy. Paul George is sure. an emotional dude who got into his head. And frankly, Paul George is a guy with a history um, after making the playoff piece self-gloss of not really doing great in the playoffs often. Often not doing great. Not always. Sure. He's had some great moments in the playoffs. This game one of he this series. He had great series. runs with Indiana. He um, didn't do much anywhere else. But he has been maligned. And, you know, the, the, maybe he did get in his head or maybe it was a shooting slump. But, man, I'm here to tell you, when those two guys are combining like that, and it's 54, now it's 86 points between Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Montrez Harrell. Ooh! I smell yeah, a real I, I quick some, exit. I read something I read something on Farbad's, uh, Farbad's Twitter page. I guess he was, you know, during media availability, J. Mike came to the mic, and J. Michael was telling – the media that the guys were saying to Paul George, stop going on social media. Yeah. Stop listening yeah. to people. He, stop they always had watching. his back. Yeah. Like, just stop. Turn it all. Turn off the noise. And you can uniquely do that in the bubble more so than any other playoff environment. And I know these guys are all watching the games, and you, you can't help but hear what the commentators are saying or what Chuck and Kenny are saying at the half. So I get it. It's hard. It's easier said than done. 
but you certainly don't have to go on the on the gram, bro. You certainly don't have to go on Twitter. Just do not listen. Silence the violence. And he did, and he silenced the doubters. And I cannot wait for Thursday. The Clippers are going to steamroll those Mavs. Clippers in six, and we'll talk then. I'm exhausted. I'm sweating. Can we please sound the horn, Hank? Doot, doot. You dog. You dude, dog, dude, dog, dude. Meow. Doot, doot. Oh, now you're a cat. Great. You're a cat, dude. (laughs) Why won't you stop recording? Crazy.